It's freezing out there, but don't get caught out in the cold. It's time to get winter ready with Halls. Gentle soothing with Halls Soothers and clearing menthol action with Halls Mentholiptus will help you to get on and enjoy your day. Help is at hand this winter with Halls. Hello, I'm comedian and writer Sophia Alexandra. And I'm the co-host of The Daily Zeitgeist and wannabe comedian Miles Gray. And we're the hosts of a brand new podcast called 420 Day Fiancé, a podcast that features an elevated discussion of our favorite (laughs) reality show, 90 Day Fiancé, and all of its various iterations. Now, what is different about this podcast amongst all the podcasts that are available to you? Well, this podcast is 50% recap show, 50% game show, and 100% delicious messy drama. Yeah, so if you like the sound of that, listen to 420 Day Fiancé on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I love sports and I love my wife. I will destroy you. We haven't even started yet. If you're the type of fan who loves to debate Jordan versus LeBron, Lambo versus Soldier Field, or even the Sandlot versus Major League, you will love listening to our podcast, The Greatest. We ask some of our favorite comedian friends and celebrities to come and constructively argue everything within the world of sports with my comedian and sports fanatic wife, Megan Gailey. And my hilarious writer and comedian husband, CJ Toledano. So listen and follow The Greatest on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now this is Hollywood Unlocked. What up, everybody? It's Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. I'm Jason Lee. I'm Melissa Ford, a.k.a. The Curve Queen. Yeah, it was DJ Damage. All right, so hopefully you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, Spotify, Google Play, iHeart, and watching on YouTube. If you're not, wherever you're watching it, tell us so we can put it in the list of places (laughs) people should be watching it. Tune in. All right, so uh, let's start with Week in Recap. Melissa, what have you been up to? Um, just, you know, taping the show. Um, uh, I'm here for the food. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's... Sounds fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. We taped, work. We taped two episodes yesterday, and um, I got uh, one of the contestants from The Voice this past season, mm-hmm. who I'm, like, obsessed with. Her name is Rose Short, and she's got this voice. She's, like gifted she's like she's like angelic i love her mm. and so it was like fangirling the whole time we shot i have to schedule my time to come on the show yes please and thanks so yeah. that book is for blue i'm gonna make sure she gets hey. that today and uh yes sh- this book is for blue but guess what we also got a book for you <laughs> <laughs> but yeah go get the book you know the book is doing pretty good yeah and you were in stockton we're gonna get into that okay well yeah so <laughs> that right, was so what i was doing damage okay. what you been up to went to the gloomy city of philadelphia it was good mm. to go back home got me some cheese steaks some pretzels why did somebody tell me online that they were shutting Max's down? Was that just some bullshit rumor? <laughs> I hope not. I'm like, I don't think the community would let that happen. Nah. Right. That yeah. you see you see how busy it it's was. An institution. We, yeah, we went there on a random day and it was like packed. Yeah. Michael Jackson impersonator and everything. It was actually really fun, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good experience. Good food. So, you know, went back home real quick, had to tap in. And you text me and asked me if I was thinking of moving to New York. Did you go back home and start getting this whole vibe of wanting to go back to the East Coast? We might have something to talk about. <laughs> what the fuck? Both of you. Don't even think about it. I already found my apartment. So. Oh, for God's sake. Listen, I love New York City. New York City is our biggest market. It's our big, my personal biggest market and the show and our brand's biggest market. Hey. And I love the city of New York and I love Philadelphia. And I, what I love about living on the East Coast, well, first of all, I don't love weather changes. No. Mm. But... The accessibility, like going over to D.C., hitting exactly. over to Philly, flying down to Miami, going to the Bahamas, 
going to Dominican Republic. <laughs> you know, it's it's a lot easier than from California. Yeah, no, I, for real. I realize that. Yeah. But still, you know. Hmm. Mm-mm. But still, I don't know. You have to get a longer sentence than that. <laughs> okay. I'm working on it. So I was in. Uh, I went back home. We kicked off the book tour as you saw in Stockton. If you're not following me on Instagram, you can figure it out because it's somewhere in the Lord Thirds. But we kicked off the book tour, and I keep trying to tell people when people call me with numbers, I don't even care how much money we're making. That's the last question I ask. In fact, I say I don't even care how much money we make. I just want to make sure two things: one, the story gets out. And it impacts people and it creates a platform to speak on. Mm-hmm. And two, we get bestseller. Yeah. But getting bestseller is not easy. Uh, no, it's so not. So that whole, that whole, <laughs> that whole uh, competition thing. Kind of makes you wonder how people do get to the bestseller list. Well, I had a call this morning at 8 a.m. with mm. a bestseller who hit me up on Instagram. Who? Uh, he's an author that I, I don't even remember his name. They patched him in, in to me. But basically, he had saw that my book was out. He saw it on Amazon. He found me. And he damned me. He said, I think that it's amazing that um, a young man of color who's in pop culture believes it's important to write books because the Mm. book industry is changing. Mm -hmm. And they don't typically look for people like you to have a book out that goes to the top the top sellers list. So he mm-hmm. basically told me the strategy on how to get it there, who to get it in front of. He gave me the emails to email, the numbers to call. He told me what shows to go on. I mean, he literally wow. said, it's great what you're doing, but I want to help you. You know, get to. I want. I want you to be on the list, brother. I want Jason you. Jason always list, got a brother. plug. No, I don't even know. I've never met this person. This is just straight out of Instagram. So, but it. But it was something that was interesting about that because I also saw online, our fans. We really, really love your support. I love your support. I love your commentary. Even when you're mad at me, I just want you to know I do love you. But one of them posted our show mm-hmm. from last week where you were talking about doing e courses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in the same conversation, I said. That's crazy because we're exploring e-courses too. And then I just said, let me know if you need help or something. And somebody posted and said, we need more people like this who believe we could support each other. Mm -hmm. You have a podcast outside of the show. Mm -hmm. You have a podcast. Mm -hmm. Then this podcast. And then we have this national show. We're all working, Mm -hmm. but we can still support each other. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised that people find it surprising that that's happening. Crabs in a barrel mentality. That's that's what it has been forever. But why though? Why does it have to be that way? Most places I worked at didn't show that kind of support. If you're not really trying to do what they want you to do within their realm, then they like forget you. Hmm. Do you think that it's just us? Like, do you think that it's well? I've been around Jews and Mm -hmm. other people. It's different. Mm -hmm. You know, it's different. I'll say I just went home to kick off the book in Stockton because I felt like I got to bring it back home. The first chapter, Surviving Stockton, it's very, very detailed, and I have a lot of support there and. When I started planning it, Barnes and Nobles didn't even post that they didn't even post that we were going to have it there because they didn't believe we can get people to come out. Wow. And so a few days before the book signing, I'm like, you guys haven't promoted it. You haven't posted anything in the store. Nobody knows. So I got the publisher to put it out. We started ramping up on social media, getting people going. People start going to the store, demanding that the book be there. And so when I started going, I called my publicist. I said, hey. And this is important for people listening who are young black or brown entrepreneurs of color because this is I'm really starting to explore this shit in a very um, I'm in it as the author. But I'm like out of it looking at like how the world treats our work Mm -hmm. like you love our culture. People who are not of color. You love our culture. Mm -hmm. You talk about our culture. You tap into our culture. But you really, really don't care about the people who are who look like the culture. Mm-hmm. You want to rape and pillage the culture. So I'm, I'm like having this whole other experience. But anyway, so I call the publicist. I said, make sure we have press. 
not just for me, for the book, for the book tour, for the the message in the book. So we couldn't get any local press. Mm. So I said, okay, fuck that. You know, once I got my mind on something, I'm like, nah, we're not going out like that. Mm-hmm. I called Tiffany Haddish. I mm-hmm. said, Tiffany, do me a favor. I'm gonna call, can I phone you in f- to the book club and can to the book uh, to the speaking thing? I'm speaking in front of 400 people. Mm-hmm. If I call you, can you? I'll buy out a theater for your movie. Can you just pay for it? She said, fuck that. I'll pay for it. I'll mm-hmm. buy out the theater. I said, for real? Yeah. She said, okay, cool. Then I call. Then I start feeling myself. So <laughs> <laughs> look at this phone book. So then I called Cardi and I said, Cardi, can you do me a favor? She said, what? I said, uh, can you buy 400 books for the people who are going to be in the audience? Because this community is bankrupt. You know, people don't really have money, blah, blah, blah. She said, yeah, absolutely. And I said, can I call you? She said, yeah. So then I called the publicist back. I said, tell everybody I got Cardi B and Tiffany Hash doing blah, blah, blah. Now we got some press. Mm-hmm. Mm. But that story and the piece that they did on the Good Morning Sacramento yeah. or whatever, it was a good piece, but they don't show that kind of image in Stockton. Mm-hmm. And I try to explain mm-hmm. to them, okay. you have somebody who, for every reason, should have failed mm-hmm. in a community that's failing with people who he looks like that are failing. Why not create a nice story to show the people that they too can be great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They didn't care. They just wanted to talk about government and gun violence and this and that or whatever. So we were able to get some good press. But more importantly, 400 people came out to that bookstore and bought packed. books. Packed. Mm-hmm. All the way out the door. And we sold every single book, over 400 books in the store. They said it was the best one that they ever had and now Barnes and Noble, Barnes and Noble corporate. Shout out to you are now expediting getting them in all all their stores across the country. Nice. Yeah, come on. But I will say to people like Inspiring. you, ha- you can't just do do the product and put it out. You got to fucking fight. Like we're on phone calls, we're with publishers, we're calling mm. colleges, and yep. so anyway, Stockton was great. Uh, my family is now reading it, mm. so the phone calls have begun, mm. and that's okay. Who's been calling so far? cousins uncles uh you know uncles wives they were out everybody came my family came to buy the book they were there to get the book you know i had security hilarious <laughs> for your own family yeah absolutely and i told him i don't don't is there anybody that's okay no <laughs> <laughs> no but shout out to everybody that came to support i'm gonna hire you as my publicist for when my book comes out i don't like yeah, can we hire you no <laughs> no i don't i don't even like doing I don't even like doing that work, but you got to do the work. You know, you know, mm-hmm. you work hard, all mm-hmm. both of you, and you're in, in your show doing mm-hmm. your thing. You know, it's not easy. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm in debt. <laughs> like, <laughs> we all start that way, though. Yeah, I know. It's like Shit. I'm, I am in the, I am in the red, <laughs> red. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, but. <laughs> but I'm, isn't it exciting? Yeah, it's exciting because, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm just excited about, just creating this platform that seems to be, you know, that people are responding to, like, and responding, like, really with a lot of feeling, like, mm-hmm. thank you for creating this platform for women, you know, to and, and showing that women can have, you know, differences of opinion and not be combative and whatever, you know, that we can have an, an intelligent, articulate conversation even when we disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, that we just had Claudia on the show. People loved her as per usual. <laughs> She's funny. <laughs> She's hysterical. So uh, shout out to Claudia for for uh, joining us. But yeah, it's um, it's a grind. It's a grind. But I love it. Yeah, I love it. I'm happy. And 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 people have to understand like 
what Cardi and Tiffany did in showing up, how we show up for each other. Mm. Um, it's 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 important. And so this afternoon, you know, I, I called Serge. I'm like, hey, hey, <laughs> you got the book. He's like, can we do, bro? Can we do, bro? Can we read, bro? I said, good. I can't wait to call you to buy some books for some kids because mm-hmm. you're rich. Mm-hmm. But you know, his documentary, Son of the Congo, which mm-hmm. we've talked about, mm-hmm. super powerful. But you never know what, what's going to happen when you create something. And, and now I'm like in this space where I'm like just trying to figure it out. And, and I got a call from Paramount about wanting to look at the book for TV. And I'm like, wow, I never even thought about it for TV. I thought about it for like a movie. I thought about it for a book. Yeah. Uh, well, the documentary movie that. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I thought about it. The book will create a platform to go speak on. Mm-hmm. That's what I really thought. Yeah. Not like movies. And, I want an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe an Emmy. Emmy, we there don't. Go. We're gonna get an Emmy for yes. this show. We already started that. Emmy process. for this show, but also Emmy for um, audiobooks. Can you like get an spo- Emmy? Like spoken word, spoken uh, Grammy, word? Grammy, Grammy, Grammy. Gram- oh, yeah, yeah, I think you get a Grammy for that. Yeah. Speaking of the Grammys, did you hear today that they took out the top dog at the Grammy? The president of the Grammys, the first female ever, has been removed and suspended. And you know, everybody knows. Well, everybody don't know, but you know what I'm doing with the Grammys mm-hmm, on the law, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So. Uh, the Grammys have denied us every single year we've tried to go. This is the first year they've approved us after they denied us. I mm-hmm. had to go through some conversations with people, but she's come in. I don't know her name off the top. Get her name, please. I don't know her name. She's a white woman, but she's from New York City. So she came here with that New York attitude of mm-hmm. 90 days. We're turning this whole culture around because it needs to be more reflective of the of the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she was really promoting diversity. Mm-hmm. She's out. Why? What? There's no reason why. She's just suspended right now. And so I talked to some people over at the Grammys today, and the whole organization is upset because, one, she was the first female president mm-hmm. of the Grammys. Two, she's come in really supporting black and brown, making sure that the even the up to the images on the wall now yeah. reflect people outside of their traditional, you know, uh, group. What's her name? Here we go. Deborah Degon. Okay. This woman, uh, from what I've heard from people who work directly for her and in the Grammys, are just devastated because they felt like she was really about inclusive of women, inclusive inclusivity of women and diversity. Recording Academy uh, CEO suspended amid misconduct allega- allegations misconduct. ahead. Yeah, misconduct is such a fucking you know vague it's word. Very blanket statement. It's yeah, very blanket statement. Um, blah, yeah, Deborah uh, Dugan. Um, administrative leave uh, and a major shakeup, blah, blah, blah. That's that. And I'm just trying to find where it can, says. It doesn't say why. Here, let me point this out. The Grammys are next week. It, and it doesn't say at all. The statement did not specify the nature of the allegation, nor who is accused of committing the misconduct. The bottom line is she mm. came in there shaking shit up. She wants to diversify the Grammys. She wants to make sure that people of color understand how to vote for the Grammys. Yeah. So that way they understand the voting process. And she also wants more women to be in positions of power. She's Mm. the first female president of the Grammy. So I'm just surprised at this. In fact, I can just say as a product of her, you know, coming in with some change and getting the vice president of the Grammys on the phone with me to personally give me her cell phone to personally invite us and make sure that there were more black people, black journalists on the carpet. I just can't believe it. It's literally almost like you wrote this article because everything you're saying is in the article. Um, <laughs> she was before this. She headed uh, Bono's Red, an organization that focused on combating um, HIV/AIDS before becoming the acad- uh, coming to the Academy, and had previously been president of Disney Publishing Worldwide and executive vice president at EMI Capital Records. And she was 
for you know promising to reinvent the organization. I think she just must have stepped on some toes, shaking or, it up. Yeah. But you know, you know, coming from the labor union background, mm-hmm. you can't come in and just shake up overnight. It mm-hmm. is a process where you got to find you know common ground and where where are your mm-hmm. allies in certain fights, and you have to so- sometimes pick the sword you want to die on right. because everything can't change. Because changing culture takes a while. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm just surprised that she's out that fast. And the Grammys, like I said, are like literally next week. Yeah, they're like January 26th or something like yeah, that. But, yeah, but the Grammys are like right around the corner. Yeah. And you have, um, you know, you have a whole program, mm-hmm. partnerships, this, everything going on. So they're having an emergency meeting today over at the Grammys. I can't wait to find out the tea that's going on over there. <laughs> wow. But yeah. That's upsetting. Anyhow. That's upset. She came in there wanting to smash the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. She was trying to make right there right. along with her. Speaking of smashing the patriarchy, what is Odell doing smacking that boy on the ass? Is that in here? Yeah. Yeah, it oh, is. God. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they got an arrest warrant for him, too. Yeah. Uh, okay, so apparently uh, there is an arrest warrant issued for Odell Beckham Jr. for spanking an officer's butt. <laughs> I wish he would have spanked me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, He was celebrating with the LSU football team after they won the national championship at Superdome. And he can be seen on video smacking an officer's butt. Uh, In the clip, the officer is seen policing players over their cigar smoking as they celebrated their victory. Um, Yeah. You can't smoke cigars after you win a big game? You can't smack people on the butt? You can't smack a cop on the butt. Why? No, you can't do that. (laughs) He's in the locker room. That's what happens in locker rooms, right? (laughs) You can't do that. Apparently, When in Rome, do as the Romans do. (laughs) Apparently, the officer looked a little confused but didn't really react, and that's probably because he already knew how he wanted to handle the situation. So a warrant has been issued for his arrest by a judge following the butt-smacking incident. This is so pathetic. (laughs) Um, Apparently, authorities initially wanted to charge Beckham with misdemeanor sexual battery. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes, absolutely. We now live in a world where you can't have an innocent smack on the butt. If that was a woman cop, there'd have been a whole different story. That's true. And that's if, if that's he would have slapped the female on the butt. Yeah, if yeah. Oh, yeah, the female. Well, then I would understand this conversation. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. They got to treat it the same way. You're still violating somebody's like personal. But who told area. the cop to go in there? It, I don't know. Yeah, why are y'all in there policing? Yeah, this ain't show locker smoke. room. This is wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, I guess you can't smoke on campus, so the cops come. That's <laughs> that's. They just won the game. Well, apparently he was also handing them handfuls of cash too. I guess that's illegal. Yeah, he's uh, also yeah. He's, doing- <laughs> he's also in hot water for hand handling uh, handing players cash which he's is against the jail. NCAA rules and he could be fined for that well he still owes Floyd Mayweather ten thousand dollars so <laughs> Floyd's gonna be livid that he didn't give him his money back mm, I don't I don't know I don't even know what to think about this story like you, a cop is I'm on Odell's side at this point I feel like Odell is he, he's an alum of LSU right yeah, yeah, yeah. he's rich and he's just that guy like if you ever see Odell at a party He's super ramped up and hyper for whatever's happening. He's always, quote, lit. That's what y'all say. I don't mm-hmm. say that. And so what? Maybe he just got caught up in the moment and he just smacked him on the ass. I think them cops coming in here and they were trying to be serious and then somebody come and slap you on the ass. It's kind of like an ego thing. And then at the same time, you can't touch somebody's potty parts without permission. You can't do it. He can touch mine. Mm. He don't need permission. Oh my mm. God. But I, he don't roll that way. So. I, Okay, so anyways. Um. Y'all, listen, I'm not, listen, this show, keep going to the, go. Okay, go. well, this story, um, I came across this while I was on, just scrolling through Instagram. Comedian Brad Williams allegedly confesses, there is no allegedly, Kelvin, this is the motherfucker did, he confessed to accidentally 
raping a woman on tour. Oh, God. Well, just explain what happened okay. for, the, for the readers. Right. Okay, so a 2014 clip from the Doug Benson sh uh, podcast show, Getting Doug... Getting dug with high. I thought you were say getting dug out. I was gonna say. I was saying. I was saying. Not today. But wait, is the show really called Getting Dug with High? Because that's really funny if it is. Or getting high with Doug. No, that's what's funny is that you're high, so you're fucking getting mixing up words. High. Getting dug with high. Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. I'm over this if story that's really already. This, yeah, if that's not a typo with Good you title. know you. Anyways, um. It shows comedian Brad Williams talking about his alleged non-consensual experience with a woman while on tour with fellow comedian Carlos uh, Mencia. Um, the scene was apparently deleted from the original podcast and was re-uploaded on YouTube. Way to go, guys. It's so funny when that shit happens. This is exactly what he says. When we went on a, when we went on a tour bus together and this girl was on the bus who just really wanted to sleep with Carlos, she got in the back of the bus and sat in the back seat. So you know Mencia's married, so he's turned off all the lights and then sent me in and I started hooking up with the girl. It went for a good 15 minutes before she realized that Carlos is tiny, but he shouldn't have stubby little arms like Cause, that. Because this guy's a midget. Yes. So wait, wait, wait. Little person. He's whatever a fucking the PC, midget. Whatever the PC term is, yes. So Brad is the little person. It, yes, yes. The, so The midget. Yes. So we'll, You know, have you ever gotten a midget-sized candy and you like, I didn't want this. I want the whole thing. What is a midget? Oh, the little travel candy? Yeah, that's probably what she felt when he walked in the room. <laughs> you know... <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> I've never watched this show. I can never run for office. One day I'm going to want to be a senator. They're going to be like, what? all the midget community is going to come up like halfway under this Listen, table. Listen, let me tell you me something. That... Let me tell you something. The bar has been set so low by Trump. The bar's been set so low. From, by We're talking about midget people. By Trump. Wait, that you can say whatever you want Why and still get into office. Why did I just think about a ride at Great America? I don't know. <laughs> it was totally accidental. They so, should build midget rides at the theme park because this is what I'm thinking. Like, you would have a whole whole nother community come if next to the revolution was uh the solution you know what i mean like the revolution's huge but the solution but they can get on little. the children rights you guys we are going so far off fucking topic can i finish this fucking story okay listen you guys because i just saw two kids beating a midget up in line for alice in wonderland's little teacup shit is, and that was just oh my god please turn the camera oh this is god. serious right now okay so yeah, this is okay, wait, okay wait. so will brad williams the mm -hmm. little person laughed about the situation and then says and then she finally realized she was having sex with me another comedian Eddie, whatever is laughing, it looks like ift, says to Williams, that's like a rape story, to which he replied, technically it is. I was, I was watching this like I was like, oh my God. So now Twitter users have flooded his uh, mention. How do you judge someone? Not by what they say, by what they do. We're a nation of doers. What's Mike Bloomberg about? Doing things. A middle-class kid worked his way through college. An entrepreneur, Bloomberg built a global news and information business from scratch. Mayor of a diverse, progressive city, Mike Bloomberg rebuilt after 9-11, creating nearly 500,000 jobs, improving health care and public schools. Now he's running for president, and Mike's the change we need. From chaos to steady leadership, from lies to someone who believes in facts and data, from divisiveness to someone who builds teams, nurtures good ideas, and holds himself accountable for results. Mike Bloomberg knows how to lead, to build, to deliver, to do. He'll win and unite this country. Mike will get things done. I'm Mike Bloomberg, candidate for president, and I approve this message because we need to deliver on the promise of the American dream. Paid for by Mike Bloomberg 2020.
Hello, I'm comedian and writer Sophia Alexandra. And I'm the co-host of the Daily Zeitgeist and wannabe comedian Miles Gray. And we're the hosts of a brand new podcast called 420 Day Fiancé, a podcast that features an elevated discussion of our favorite (laughs) reality show, 90 Day Fiancé, and all of its various iterations. Now, what is different about this podcast amongst all the podcasts that are available to you? Well, this podcast is 50% recap show, 50% game show, and 100% delicious messy drama. Yeah, so if you like the sound of that, listen to 420 Day Fiancé on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And have also asked Netflix to remove him as a cast member on the show Degenerates, aptly named, I might add. Um, Netflix has a show called The Degenerates. Brad Williams is on that show that is currently streaming on Netflix. I will not continue to pay for a subscription to a company that supports rape, canceled degenerates. Rape is a crime, not a punchline. To a joke. I um, mean, do you cancel your whole subscription when The Witcher just got renewed for season two? No. I think it's. I, th- I think it's just like a a power play. They know that they know yeah. that Netflix is probably going to comply with it. So if this guy gets arrested, does he go he to a kennel? Should. Oh, that's. I'm not oh touching that with God. a ten foot fucking pole. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was trying to think of little cages. Anyway. <clears throat> um. So yeah, a lot of people are talking about canceling Brad Williams. Absolutely. Um. This is awful. It's awful that he yeah. thinks that this was this was this was this was okay to do. So was he telling this this story to be funny? Well, yes. What was the point of the story? It, you know, the whole experience of you, if you or the video, if you watch it, it's just a bunch of guys sitting around mm-hmm. having fucking guy talk like y'all do. But it just <laughs> went too far, and you could tell when he's telling the story. It's happening, you know, coming, it's, you know, it's the words are leaving his mouth faster than he can think. You can actually see that happening. And then once he actually verbalizes what he was, you know, what he was thinking, he realized how bad it sounded. And then don't you go to the editor and say, cut that out. I, mm-hmm. I mean, there's been times on this show we've looked at each other yeah. and said, uh, uh, Oh, there's uh, been more uh, than uh, a few times. I'm like, uh, Adam, do not. Nobody was looking at me when I said Ariana Grande, though. They're crazy. I wasn't there. Oh, wait, was I there for no. that? No, I wasn't there for that. I would have let you know, like, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> the, the crazy part is, if you listen to a lot of, like, tour stories, that mm-hmm. happens more than you think. Oh, like, I'm sure, the, the, I'm, the I'm fake sure out, that it does. The lights out, you thinking you with this guy, but you with another guy. I'm sh- that's that's definitely a story really? I've heard before. Yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah. that's just, You know, we were talking about, you know, right before the cameras were rolling, you know, the perception of rape. You know, and most people have this antiquated idea that, Rape is when you're walking down a dark street and some stranger comes up behind you with a knife or a gun mm-hmm. and, you know, violates you, um, you know, under the pretenses of, you know, killing you. That is very rarely what actually happens. You know, most of the time it is an acquaintance. Most of the time it's somebody that you know. It can happen. You could be raped by your husband. You can be raped by your boyfriend. You could be raped by a, a friend. You can be raped by a stranger. You can be raped by a teacher. It doesn't yeah. matter. Rape is not about the sexual con- conquest. Rape is about control and domination. That's what it's about. And it's just, it's this is repu- what, this story is repulsive. What, what do you say to the people that would be like, you know, she should have never went on that bus, you know. I, I would never cause, say Because some people say that, they'd be like, oh, she knew what it was when, you know, when she got into that environment. I mean, the reality is she got on the bus because she wanted to have sex with the, with the main guy, Carlos Mencia. You know what I'm saying? Like, so she had some groupie shit going on. 
but that doesn't necessarily mean it's not her fault. It does, yeah, she didn't this, sign up for that. She didn't sign up I to agree. get a train run on her. She didn't sign up for that shit. If Carlos was like, "Nah, I'm not checking for you," then okay, that's what it is. But it's not for him to just like you know do the fucking bait and switch on her. That's, I think the Me Too shit really. Um, it really scared me in the sense that, you know, you've ever been in a bed with a man or you've been in bed with a woman or me being in bed with whoever's mm. available. <laughs> um, you know, like when you're about to start fucking and you, the whole energy is there and all this and that. And then you put your dick in or a guy puts it and then you say, wait, 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 wait. wait. Mm-hmm. And what does he say? No, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on, yeah, hold on, yeah. hold on. When she said no, you were supposed to stop. Mm-hmm. Or when he says no, you're supposed to stop. Mm-hmm. That never happens, though. Mm-hmm. Is that rape? Yeah, technically. I heard it's rape if you have sex. But you with know somebody. what I'm saying, though. I know. I know what you mean. It's like it, you know the the areas. It just gets so it's, gray, right? Because up until the moment of penetration, everything seemed to be very consensual. Yeah. Or when you're in you it, know? and it maybe it's starting to hurt, so you're yeah. like, wait, wait, stop, stop, stop. Yeah. But in our mind. Yeah, it's like you're in it, so it's like not stop, right? You know, you know, and no one, and you know, for the individual, who knows why they're saying stop? They might be having a moment where something's where the action, you know, what's happening is triggering something inside them, or it hurts. Yeah, but y'all gotta start coming. Everybody gotta start coming with labels now. I've been fucked up in my childhood, so (laughs) sex with me could get weird. You know, like something that's gonna warm me, some shit's gonna happen. Wear a t-shirt. I I didn't think I'm making this up, but I heard if you have sex with somebody that's intoxicated, that can be considered rape too now. Like mm-hmm. if they're not sober mm-hmm. and you have sex with them, mm-hmm. that's considered rape. Well, mm-hmm. then I've been raped a thousand times. <laughs> oh my god! Because I've Jason. had sex multiple times when I'm drunk. Right. Like I'll go out and I'm like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is I mean, people that's, have drunk sex. Doesn't somebody have a song called "Drunk Sex"? Yeah, but I, I'm drunk hearing, in love, drunk and fucking. That was just pretty much Beyonce. And it's, it's 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 um it's yeah. <laughs> you got to really be careful out there. Yeah, I mean both parties. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I do now. Mm. Can I touch you? And they really look at me crazy because I'm literally asking permission because I don't want no smoke. Mm-hmm. I literally do. Same. It's so whack now. Mm. Well, anyway, you gotta move like this. let's see what happens with that. But, uh, you know, young jock is an Uber driver. And the crazy part about it is that oh. when I saw this video pop up online, I almost text him to say, um, like, do you need a donation? Do you mm-hmm. need like a cash app? But I didn't. OK, so I. <laughs> Young Jock speaks out after a passenger tries to expose him for being a rideshare driver. I just, let's just read the story as it is. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Why is it so funny? Because <laughs> like, uh, it, it's not even uber black. Like, come on, Jock. You could have been driving like an Escalade or something. But it, it, there's more to the story. But go ahead. Okay, so apparently there is more to the story than him just being a rideshare driver. So he's letting the world know that he's a proud driver for a new rideshare company after two passengers tried to clown him for his new gig. Um, The video has gone viral, shows two rude passengers asking Jock a number of questions uh, before he could reveal himself. Um, And once Jock lets them know it was him under the hoodie, one of the passengers then taunts him, says that Jock must have fallen off. Um, He remained cool for the remainder of the ride, driving them to their destination. He's now speaking out about the incident, letting folks know that uh, being a part of a rideshare company is nothing to be ashamed of. In For fact, real? he says it's a fun way to make extra cash while also teaching kids about earning, earning an honest buck. He, uh, he also says he's been working with Big Brothers Big Sisters of Metro Atlanta for years and that his new gig is just another way to show kids they shouldn't be too ashamed or prideful to make money. This kind of makes me think of the whole... The uh, guy tra- from the Cosby show. Yeah, Trader Joe, Elvin. Um, What's his name? Because his son fine as hell. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Owens. 
Coriant, yes. yeah. Oh my God, his son is so fun. Let me yeah. write his name down. Yeah. Um. So, uh, where he was exposed, I uh, exposed. You know, uh, working at Trader Joe's. I don't believe none of this anyway, though. Why? This is, this is so set up so perfectly. Have you seen the video? Yes. I'm like, all right. So, so it's a publicity oh, stunt? It's definitely a publicity stunt. It's a new oh. rideshare app. It's like, come on. Oh. I, I respect Jock for it, though, because at the end of the day, I do believe what he's saying about making an earnest buck. But it's like Jock is not really driving a car. He needed to promote something. Good for you, man. So, Jock, um, so this person who made the video sent it to us probably 100 times. But we just kept ignoring it because I thought it was... At first, I thought it was just edited. It was just weird. Like, why would young Jock be driving a fucking Lyft in Atlanta? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it just it just didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. So I just ignored it and deleted it. Mm-hmm. Then I saw it pop up online, and then I saw young Jock say, basically, like, I think he's a partner or something in this yeah. new app. Mm-hmm. So smart. it was a great marketing thing, for sure. But mm-hmm. to play devil's advocate, even if he wasn't, what was he supposed to go do? Sell drugs? You know what I'm saying? Like, that would have been cooler if you seen him on the block trapping. I mean, he got enough relationships to not be driving Uber, though. Of course. But but there shouldn't but, be any shame in driving yeah, Uber. Yeah, like, he's that's an honest living. Like, people that have kids and families, like, I want to see a man doing, you know, making an honest living. That's mm-hmm. whack. But yeah. I think the problem is that when rappers glorify this life where they got all this money and hoes and this and that, and they stripping and this and that, and then all of a sudden you driving Uber, it, it does bring about somebody wanting to say, look at where he at now. I'm not saying it's right. But the shit was funny as hell, though. <laughs> well, you know, the fact that he might be a partner in this makes a yeah. whole lot more Good sense. Um, and the Jock ja- ja- called me. I'll drive an Uber in L.A. for one day just to be shamed. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm trying to go viral. I'm, I'm trying to find a way of going viral. Uh, you, you, you want all the smoke. You really do. <laughs> oh, by the way, mm. all the smoke that I told you should be the name of your book. Uh, Matt Barnes podcast is called All the Smoke. Ah, uh, yeah, I did see that. Mm. Okay. So moving right along, I'll find another title. I don't know. <laughs> Allow me to reintroduce myself. I don't know. What the my fuck name is Oh <laughs> Oprah. No, that was that was a set, that was a set I know, up for it was a setup to the next story. My name is Oh. My name is Oh Oprah. She explains why she chooses a spiritual partnership with Stedman Graham instead of marriage. Because, she ain't trying to cough up none of that money. She's smart <laughs> because she doesn't have to get married. Okay. Because then Gail me. would be out of the picture. She, Facts. You better stop it right now. No, I'm gonna tell you right now. If you Oprah, think that they're gay lovers? You think that they're lesbians? What do you think has bound Oprah and Tyler together? Mm-hmm. Oprah, who? <laughs> the, the their shared interest in same sex relationships. God must have forgot about me. Is out now on Amazon. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I don't know what Tyler. I don't know what Sis is doing. But I, I mean, e- either way, I think Oprah and Gail have um, been a really strong support system through all of their relationships, and I'm glad. How that- come they just can't be best friends? Why do they gotta be scissor sisters? Why? And I saw some lesbians recently say scissoring is not the only way they please each other. You do know that they could strap on a dick. Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. I'm not saying that Oprah has strapped on a dick for Gail. I would never disrespect him like that. In fact, I'm trying to get into the book club, so I want to just move right along. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good idea. That, if you want that book club. Now I wonder why I wasn't invited to Tyler Perry's studio opening. Mm. I would have been a really good light on that carpet. Like, hey, Sicily, what's up? We going to... <laughs> hey, Sicily. <laughs> Anyways... In an essay for OprahMag.com, Oprah Winfrey opens up about why she and Stedman uh, Graham have never tied the knot after being together for over three decades. Mm. Um, Graham did propose to the TV host back in 1993, but Winfrey said that she and Graham agreed that if if they had ever gotten married, 
they would not still be together, which is probably true. You know, Goldie you Hawn so? and Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell have never gotten married. They've been together for like what forty years or some shit like that. Marriage seems to just fuck shit up for mm. a lot of people. Uh, she but ex- marriage is more of a legal thing, right? Like yeah. if I'm dating somebody, it's like a business. Yes, yeah, so, no, but like if something happens to me, my partner who I've been with for thirty years has absolutely no control over my body. Mm-hmm. Like if I if you were in a relationship for thirty years, yeah, and then you're something happens to you and you're in the hospital mm-hmm. and there's a life or death decision that needs to be made do you want uncle tommy well you know who who, who who stole your ice cream when you was five years old and didn't fucking care about you <laughs> sorry it's in the book <laughs> uncle tommy <laughs> i'm just playing you know like well, you, you know what's interesting is um i just interviewed a death doula mm-hmm. um on on uh, i'm here for the food and we started talking about something that she helps people develop which is called an end of life plan and so you can create an end of life plan right now and have all of your wishes in it in in turn like in terms of who gets to be executor of your will who gets what passwords to all your information who gets the fucking cats the dogs whatever else so you can have one of those in place and and it's a death doula hold on, it, hold that's, on. Legally but bind- what that's legally binding what if you're in the binding. hospital and there's a decision of whether or not to pull the plug that ain't in that all that is in the end of life plan and that's a legally mm. binding but what if you travel in the world selling selling books and don't have time to go update your plan and the motherfucker that you put in charge to stole your money you I'm gotta, just saying. You got update your death doula. Is that an app? No, it's an actual person. Oh. A death doula. I'll give you her number if you doula. want. Doula. Yeah. Side note. Mm-hmm. Have you heard Kanye West's gospel, uh, no. gospel no. choir's album? Mm-mm. You need to Jesus listen to it. Jesus is born? Jesus is born. Yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. fire. It dropped on Christmas. It's fire. Okay, I'll listen to it. Um. So anyways. <laughs> she- if you ever want to go to the church. Oh, can I tell you something funny that happened? What? So while we were away, my dumb staff on Instagram, they do. They start so many problems and I get all the smoke, right? <laughs> they do. <laughs> they posted a video of <laughs> Kanye and the horse. A black man on a horse <laughs> galloping through a church, and then the black man falls off, and they put Kanye West falls off a horse Was in that church. Kanye? So hold on, I take the link and I'm sending it to everybody. Like, did you see what Kanye did? Because I didn't even go really watch. I just saw a nigga fall off a horse. Kim Kardashian DMs us and says, "Can you guys please take that down? This is not Kanye West. This is somebody else that unfortunately fell off a horse." But I thought it was the funniest thing. And the way I found out, somebody texted me and said, hey, Kim just said uh, this isn't Kanye. But I don't know. It was funny. We should have put it back and said it was Kanye. It was funny. I saw it. And I was just like, your team is tripping. (laughs) Did you think it was Kanye? No, I didn't. (laughs) I thought it was Kanye. I did not. I said, who else would come to the church with a horse? I thought that they were being facetious. Like funny, right? I thought they were being fucking funny. They thought it was really him. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wait, so when you saw it, why you didn't text him and say this isn't Kanye? Because I thought you guys did that shit on purpose. To be messy. Yes. <laughs> I Just thought it was Kanye. To get their fucking I said, attention. Look at Kanye, man. Wait, but did you think it was Kanye? No. I didn't think it was fucking <laughs> and you Kanye. Did? I swore it was Kanye. I was like, Kanye tripping, man. That shit. The damn but horse. it's something Kanye would do. That's why I thought no it was Kanye. Kanye come in, Yeezy dripping off the horse's ass, fucking Kim's weave still in the horse's head, fucking mm. North holding onto the leg. I don't want to go to church. I mean, the choir singing, the crown. It, it was Kanye. I'm mm. convinced. Okay, well, I I thought you guys were being fucking funny about that, and I was just like, they are tripping <laughs> over there at HU. Well, shout out to while Oprah. he's out of town. Listen, Oprah, if you are gay, we I want to go with you to oh the my Abbey. God. No, I'm just saying because Oprah would be fun to take to the gay community could you imagine yeah over but- at the abbey her and gail sipping on vodka martinis oh my god you no know? <laughs> has gail ever been paired with anybody i've never known no yeah 
Don't say Oprah. <laughs> Oprah. No, Gail, Gail got niggas. No, I've, I've never seen her like involved. Because she, it just, what, what's so funny about it all, like I don't know necessarily that they're lesbians and I don't think that they are, but I really don't care. But it would be funny if they are. Every holiday photo, Gail's in the photo with Stedman and Oprah. Mm. Without no man. Now, Gail, everybody trying to fuck Gail. I think Drake was trying to fuck Gail. Didn't he try to fuck her? Or he wanted to. I used Gail to have a girl. I used to have a girlfriend. It's in the book. Okay. I just, you know, I don't get enough credit for being groundbreaking. I am opening up doors for people to be themselves. Mm -hmm. And I get attacked, but I do, I will say, mm. I understand why people don't want to be themselves because it doesn't feel good to get attacked all day long. Mm -hmm. About you know? yourself. About you. Like about if your I, truth, too. Like if I came in here and, and was super polished up and said all the things everybody wanted me to say, more people would like me than few. Mm -hmm. But what fun is that? None. When I meet Oprah, I, well, I've already met her, but when I see her again, I'm going to say, what that girl like? Oh mm. my God! Don't do that. <laughs> I beg of you, like. please don't. Why? No. <laughs> Why? You think that she is not frustrated with that rumor? When I see T Tyler, you know what I'm gonna say? No. Sis, go build your own table because that was my quote. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Just well, playing. I like y'all. Mm -hmm. All right. So we're gonna wrap up this Oprah story, but she did say something really in interesting. When talking about the proposal, she said, I wanted to know if he felt I was worthy of being his missus, but I didn't want the sacrifices, the compromises, the day in, day out commitment required to make a marriage work. Yes. Yes. Oprah. You feel the same way? But a relationship is a marriage, isn't it? Yeah. I'm, I guess sense. it's on her terms, though. Yeah. But why shouldn't it be on their terms? But it, That's probably how she likes to run since, her shit. Since he's been there for 30 years, I'm guessing that he's with the program. He's he with, seems like a solid dude, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he got his own he's, a, he's an attorney He's like a real powerful attorney He got his own shit going Books mm -hmm. and all that Well shout out to him mm -hmm. Do you feel the same way Melissa Like you just wanna You know just have a spiritual relationship Nothing Yeah really I, I mean I don't I don't necessarily need Like a, a ring Or marriage Or whatever the case is I mean I've been engaged before I ran Runaway bride over here You ran? Yeah Damn. Like, you ran at the wedding? No, didn't get that far. Oh, shit. No, didn't get that far. Like, were you just waiting there and you just don't come down the aisle? You're just like, Yeah, no, it didn't get that far. That'll be in the book as to why I didn't do it. I Netflix and chill for the first time last week. With who? I can't say that. I'm not talking about my that. I'm not going that deep because it just causes problems. I'm not talking about that on the show. Did you watch a show about a runaway bride? I don't even remember what we watched. So I so you you effectively Netflix and chill so because I'm, it really actually means turn on the TV and fuck. So I'm here to say this: <laughs> I want to get away from Netflix and chilling because three hours of my life went by that I don't even know. In yeah. terms of the movie, not I have never seen Irishman. I will never see the movie. Let me just tell you: Joe Pesci dies, Al Pacino dies, everybody dies, <laughs> except for. Uh, Robert De Niro, he don't die, but he's so old at the end, sitting in the room by himself in a wheelchair, he should have been dead. But everybody died. That's all I kept saying. Every time I look up, dead, Having dead. sex with the TV on is awkward, too. Because you're kind of watching the TV a little bit. You kind of, If you're not watching, you're listening. You ever had sex and then you stopped and then you know what happened? Somebody's like, what happened here? Oh, so what happened? It's like, how did you know that if we supposed to be... I don't know. I don't like having sex with TV. What? You ever been fucking and then you watching one TV show, then in the middle of fucking a kid show come on? I mean, that's not cool. You can't find the remote. What channel is that? Sesame Street's there. Fucking Grover the Grover and fucking the garbage pan, the Cookie Monsters. Oh, you ever watch TV and then one of those like religious infomercials came on? Oh, that's while a you was having sex. Boner killer. 
It's like, oh my God, Lord well, Jesus. You know they, well, you know Yeah, well, you know they all fucking, and them as little kids. Mm-mm. Anyway. Mm-mm. Oh, no. No. Okay. Next no. story. Next story. This one. Wait, will- Andrew Caldwell, uh, he continues to go on our Instagram. And at first he was like, you know who that is? For everybody who needs, who doesn't know who that is, I'm uh, I am delivered. He's not gay no more. Ending He's not gay. He don't want no men's no more. He don't want no men's no more. He likes no women's. He got a I just sucked the fuck I just sucked the dick in an Uber face. What? <laughs> That's a very specific face. I've invited him on the show. I think he'd be fun to interview and just laugh at. It's so I mean I, laugh with. Laugh okay, with. so can I ask a question? <laughs> I gotta be nice. Um <laughs> what, what does he do? Does anybody know? He likes women's. Okay, so we've established what his hobbies Somebody are. put a picture of him in a, chur- in a church uh, church hat with makeup on and said some uh, missionary call was <laughs> some shit. It was funny. Uh, I don't know what he does. He gets online and he prays a lot, which is I think is a great thing. Yeah. I'm just wondering professionally, like is he on reality TV yet? Or I mean, is he, would be, he would be perfect for the circus. Damn. <sighs> okay. Let Anyways. me stop. Okay. All right. I don't, don't want to be a bully. It's New Year, new nigga. So, uh, Deaf Man sues Pornhub for not providing enough closed captions in their videos. Because <laughs> I only watch porn on mute, and I agree. You do? Yeah. Why? I don't want to hear all the extra groans this dude is doing, and oh. I don't. Oh, I like hearing the lead up. Like, what you doing in the park? I hate all that. <laughs> what you doing in the park? <laughs> I watched, today I watched Arabian porn. Oh, my God. I'm, I want to go to Marrakech. Marrakech? Is it, what is it? Marrakech, Morocco. Oh, what? my God. I know that's African, mm. but I mean, I need to get, I need to get up out of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. All these fucking twinks running around here to the gym. <laughs> Fuck that. I want to go find a nigga smoking hookah in the fucking desert. Mm, Arabian yeah. men. Hmm? Who are you talking so about? a man is suing the popular adult porn site, Pornhub, for not providing enough closed captions on their videos. Mm-hmm. Um, Yaroslav Suris has filed a lawsuit against Pornhub for denying the needs of their hearing impaired and deaf consumers due to a lack of closed captioning in their videos and states the website's lack of captions has mm. violated the Americans with Disabilities Act. What's mm. you going to be doing? Jacking off your dick in your right hand and on Braille on your left hand? Like, okay, nigga, like, what? Closed captioning, reading it. But Some why, of- you ain't trying to read the words when you're trying to get a nut. You got shit to do. Listen, there's actual titles here, so I have to read them. Just uh, in because, the thing? Yes, just because okay, this is- can you please read it in your most sexual voice? All right, let me try it. <clears throat> Some of the titles that Suris watched were Hot Step on Babysit's Disobedient Nephew, <laughs> Sexy Cop Gets Witness to Talk, <laughs> Daddy 4K. Oh, God, Some- I feel dirty. Somebody's wait, jacking off to this show right now. Uh, Send me the video. Oh, wait, there's a. Allison comes to talk about money to her boy's naughty father. They don't have closed captioning. Do you He's know pissed. that they have videos that say <laughs> um, stepdad fuck son like while mom's at work? What? Yeah. <laughs> you ever seen the porn titles? It'd be all types of wild. Left. No. You have to actually mentally visualize a de- stepdad fucking his. Hi, everyone. It's Katie Couric. I've got a ton of questions about this crazy time we're living in, and I know you probably do, too. On the new season of my podcast, Next Question with me, Katie Couric, I sit down with people at the center of the issue shaping the world around us, like the impact meat has on our health and on the environment, why the maternal mortality rate in the United States is so high, and how the 2020 presidential candidates plan to improve the lives of everyday Americans. 
I hope you'll join me for these fascinating conversations on the second season of Next Question. Subscribe and listen every Thursday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows. Stepson. Listen, you guys, I do not go. I do not go on Pornhub, okay? Ever? I, no, never, never. I do not want all those bullshit pop-ups hold on, hold on, on my computer. Hold on. Wait, what? Only one thing pops up, you click it off, and now you're in the game. It's not that hard. <laughs> Wait, pause. I, I go every day. I'd rather do it on your computer. Mm-mm. Because, you know. <laughs> do you realize? Can I show you something real quick? <laughs> sure. Hold on. Hold on, y'all. Just just so you know the type of nigga I am. I ain't just doing this for entertainment. He is also suing the company for damages. Who? This deaf dude. What is this? Cookies. No. Oh. A he lot of a, links. It looks like a personal playlist of links. Uh, links. You, you. Pornhub. Oh, Pornhub. Those are all my favorite videos. Jeez, can I? That's no, what you no, need to do. Because no. you don't want to scroll the homepage. The homepage no. can get kind of crazy. I got a playlist because, you know, what I found now at 42 is, <laughs> you know, I really don't have a lot of time to be fucking, you know, so when I do or whatever, I like now with your phone, you can actually watch something on your phone and project it to your TV. Did you know that? I did know that, yes. Right. So I just Pornhub click link, boom. Depending on my mood, that's what it is. If it's more than two of us in the room, we can look at a group on TV and it could be a lot going you on. You watch porn every day. Yeah. But I have my but I have my favorites. He's a man. You course. watch porn every day, Dennis. Not no more. Well, he has a kid, he has responsibilities. I yeah, don't. Yeah, and then my, my son got my phone. It's it's a it's a slippery slope when you go on to look for YouTube and <laughs> it's a slippery slope when I'm done watching Pornhub. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that part. <laughs> Kelvin, you watch porn every day? Kelvin is not in the show. <laughs> I don't want to think of my. Brian, I don't want to think about okay. Kelvin watching porn as he strokes your dog. Okay. <laughs> okay. The mascots here. The mascots. No, I have a playlist. You know, it depends. Like, do I wake up and feel like I want to be in Morocco? Do I want to be in? Brazil? Wait, you watch porn in the morning? Morning, noon, night, whenever oh I, whenever God. I, I got breakfast. Into I love porn. People be talking about, I have a porn addiction. You a weak ass bitch. You supposed to log in and like shit. If you go to people.com every day or Hollywood Unlocked every day, you got a Hollywood Unlocked addiction. What's the difference between going to sip tea and going to see who's swallowing nut? It's all the same. But people that have porn addictions, it start affecting their real sex life. Yeah, It ain't affected mine. (laughs) I mean, but then again. It gets serious. Does it really? Yeah, like they can't get it up during real sex because they're so used to the fantasy of because yeah. in porn, you can specifically look for what you want. Now, you can go right. home with your wife, and it's like, this is how she looks. Starts it's not to rewire changing. shit chemically, yeah. like dopamine and serotonin receptors and shit it's, like that. You know. Oh, I think I have a problem then. Really? <laughs> no, I mean, I can still be active without it, Yeah. but it makes it all the more exciting when it's on. Okay. It does. So do you have sex with porn on? Sometimes. Mm. Because it's more exciting, like... It's like we're here watching these people because all the lead up to sex is so dumb. Um, doctor gives massage. You know, ain't no doctor coming in rubbing your asshole. Have you ever had a doctor rub your asshole? Never. Hold on, Melissa. Never. Let me see if you got a cold. Ne- what, never. Where are you all up in my asshole for? Ne- Not never. even in the crack. Like you ain't even like in the crevice. You put your finger. I will say the one thing that does fuck me up is when people put their whole fist in somebody's ass on on Pornhub. How sexy is it that somebody would want to put their whole literally ass was like sucked all around your wrist? Could you imagine that? Would you let somebody fist you? What? <laughs> <laughs> just, just, Have you ever seen fisting before? 
unfortunately, yes, I have. Doesn't that look crazy? And it was mortifying. Can you imagine taking the shit after that shit, just slipping out all types of holes? Just it, slip, ju- just... it probably sounds like the fucking <laughs> foghorn on a, a fog, fucking t- a tugboat. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm wilding out. I'm wilding out. I said something get a decent young fly. He says, yeah, but when you fart, well, he said, yeah, but when you fart, your shit goes. <laughs> oh, this show's gone downhill. Just, oh, my God. Okay. And does the, the next story doesn't get any better. Man suffers with three-day erection after taking stimulant for bulls. So, Where you did know, you get that from? I He got it from Mexico. Yeah, because that over they here. don't really yeah. have like an FDA I over want, there. I want an erection for three days. Boy, send me straight to DR with that pill. That would probably That's hurt a, shot. a lot. That's a shot. Really? That has to be a shot. <laughs> okay. Well, For three days, they got to cut it off. No. You know, no? It, I'm not cut it off. <laughs> yeah. No. I swear if you got an erection for more than a certain amount of time, you got to cut it off. No. I don't know what you would have to do. Would they drain it? Probably. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a penis. I have no fucking So idea I'm telling you, they got to cut it off. They can't cut his dick off. One time, one time I masturbated it. so long. I masturbated as many times as I could until I just it felt like it wasn't. I shouldn't be doing it no more. I'm surprised you still had it's skin got a, it left. Got a burn. Oh, no, no, no. Those days of jacking off until the skin comes off is like, you're like 22 when that happens. Oh, Christ almighty. I've had yeah. decades of experience. Okay. Wait, well, I should probably check my serotonin level then. I should probably check to see if it's normal. At this point, it maybe it's not normal, but maybe it is. I'm just a man. Okay. Well, you know what you have to do. You got to go to a doctor's office, get an MRI, get like one of those, like, you know, electrodes. And it'll tell me about the The electrodes hooked up. Well, you have to have somebody monitoring the, ele- and then you have to watch porn. And then they'll see all the, you know, parts of your brain that are lighting They're up gonna and shit like that. They're going to see 4th of July up in that bitch. Basically, yeah. So you, I don't know. But I think porn is also helpful. It could be a problem, mm-hmm. right? But it's also very helpful. Right. Because you learn, you learn, helpful. no, because you learn shit, right? What have you learned from porn? Ooh. Let's see. What have I learned from porn? I've learned uh, that fantasy playing, role playing, and fantasies are okay. Like I'm not gonna dress somebody up like my stepson and fuck them just so I could feel some type of way. Because <laughs> I think that's kind of weird. No matter if it's a video, right? Like you come to sit and they say, "Hey, man, here's the breakdown. You're gonna go fuck <laughs> little Robbie." The breakdown. You know? Like you're gonna. Go fuck- they don't give you breakdowns. Here's the run of show. Yeah. I yeah. Here's the script. But I do want to take up being a fluffer on the side. Like I oh wish because uh, I'm still not recognized enough where people would know when I'm getting them hard that I'm Jason Lee, right? Oh my god. I think you are kind of recognizable. Okay, well, just a little bit, just a little bit. I would. Uh, <laughs> we should go and intern as fluffers. No, we should not. No, no, yeah, you and no, Melissa for, for content. No, we should not <laughs> for content. <laughs> Melissa, intern. Melissa, for real. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait first of all, <laughs> first of all, you know fluffers do more than jack off. You know what, the, they, what else they do? They blow them. No, they, I'm signing up today. <laughs> wait, because if I was a fluffer, I wouldn't have to watch porn no more. Do they? They don't blow them. Yes, they do. They do not. Fluffers prep for the gang bangs and they, they prep you by getting you hard with, you know, by jacking off and blowing you. That's actually kind of hot. 
what happens if you prep too long? It's sort of like defrosting your meat, right? When you put it in the microwave on defrost too long, the shit be cooked and then now dinner's fucked up. I don't know. I don't know, but I am definitely not signing up to be a fluffer intern. Why? <laughs> because. Wait, let's go in for the, wait, just no. for content. No. Let's go sign up, like, like apply no. for it, but we're not going to do it, but Listen, like, let's go see what happens. I wouldn't even blow a cucumber on this motherfucking show, okay? You think it would be fucking fluffing motherfuckers? Can you imagine <laughs> if we, free. But could you imagine, but could you imagine if we got denied for fluffer jobs? I, you know, that would be one that's probably a harder Rejection, job than you I wouldn't think, be. Though. That's probably a harder job. That was a joke. Yeah. Get it? A harder job? Yeah, I said it. I got it. I'm done with the show. <laughs> My I just said I wasn't going to be sexual on the show anymore. Here you go sucking me right into it. Really? Get really? It? Really? I'm I'm taking off my fucking headphones now, okay? It's, this is a goddamn rap. God, oh God must God. have forgot about you. Speaking of God, <laughs> God must have forgotten about you is out now. Buy it. Let's get it to the bestseller list. I appreciate all your support. Thank you. Well, it was so great seeing you. You got Yeah, you too. All right, suck it up. All right, we're out. Peace. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Hi, I'm Bobby Brown. Welcome to my podcast, Beyond the Beauty, a new show from iHeartRadio. I'm going to be sitting down with different people each week that I think we can all learn from. iHeartRadio is number one for podcasts, but don't take our word for it. Listen to Beyond the Beauty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Because we all have something to learn about the real meaning of beauty. Hi, everyone. I'm Katie Couric, here to let you know that my podcast, Next Question with me, Katie Couric, is back for its second season. I'll be diving into some big issues like this country's devastating maternal mortality rate, the rise of astrology, and a little thing called the presidential election. Listen to Next Question. It comes out every Thursday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows.